Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. I will tell you that I have actually tried to record this twice now. And again, it's a show where I freestyle with an idea that I have, but for some reason, uh, horribly distracted a couple of times. And then I just sort of, I, I kind of got to what I thought was the end. And it was just this like, like, wow, this is like, I feel so disconnected from whatever it is I'm talking about. I need to try this again. So here's what I wanted to talk to you about today. I, a little while back, I bought myself a scale. And I want to tell you the story about why I bought it, why that's ironic that I bought it, and what I'm actually teaching myself. And then as I'm going through and I'm talking about that, um, I want you to always keep in mind, first of all, anything from what I'm talking about that you can use in your life. Like pull out a principle where you go, you know what, I can apply that. Now, I'm always approaching this from the context of building a successful body and a successful life. So don't dismiss this because it might be in the, you know, the realm of building a successful body um, because you can use this in other areas of your life as well too. So let me start with uh, the first story that I was going to tell was this idea that, well, sorry, here's the, here's the let, me, let me give you the context for today's show. I want to talk about how I'm going about teaching myself emotional immunity. And when I say emotional immunity, I'm teaching myself how to detach from an outcome, specifically numbers. Right, I've become a real data nerd and uh, hashtag data nerd. And uh, I realized that there's numbers, there's power in numbers, that numbers are the avenue to, to begin building emotional immunity. But I want to tell you how I, I sort of started thinking about this. And I am going to be using the story of somebody else. I don't know who, I, 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 I won't be naming names, but it's the story of somebody else. Uh, but when I, even though I'm talking about somebody else, I could easily be talking about me because I am an emotional dude. Like I, I like to think I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty laid back, but when I get caught off guard by things, like my emotional barometer, just like, like it just, you know, I want to fight. And I don't mean physically fight, but I mean like I want to battle back and, and, you know, prove that I'm right. And anyway, it's just one of those. I don't know if it's a male thing. It's probably a Dean thing. But, um, you know, there's a, a humility that is required to be able to detach from an outcome. So the story, the first story was um, there's a woman who I follow. She's got a great program. And... Uh, it's 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 helping people build their successful bodies, and uh, there's a number of things that there's four things specifically that they have to do in her program. Not easy to do, and uh, I have stolen a couple of her ideas for myself. They work wonderfully well, but um, uh, I happen to be reading. I was reading through. She did a blog post, or I don't know. It was on, but anyway, it was on the web page, and somebody had left a comment. On the webpage, and it, <laughs> it it made me laugh. It still makes me laugh, but it also makes me sad because uh, we we are so easily emotionally flattened by things that don't go our way, myself included. But uh, seeing it seeing it exhibited in somebody else really kind of brought this home for me and something that I needed to work on for myself. But anyway, she 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 got involved with this program. And she was asking for a refund. And I'm going to paraphrase. It was just a short, I guess she had requested a refund and nobody had responded. So she responded on, on, on the public blog. And she said, um, it's in all caps, I gave it my all for seven days and it did not work. I need my money back ASAP. 
it. And I, I said, I laugh because I gave it my all for seven days. Seven days. You have a lifetime problem that you've created and you gave it your all for seven days and it didn't work. Give me my money back. I thought, wow. Like, like there's two problems with that. The first I already mentioned, we are so easily emotionally flattened. And as I said, myself included uh, in that in that too. Um, the other thing is we have such unrealistic expectations about how change actually happens. And that's also the fault of the program, right? P- people who design programs don't teach people how to have emotional immunity, right? We don't teach people how to look at failure and be able to detach from the outcome and Take failure and turn it into wisdom, right? We don't teach people how to do that. And so for most of us, that's our instinct, right? We're always trying to protect ourselves. And so, you know, when something like that happens, you know, we look to pull the chute and get out as quickly as possible. And so that was sort of like a very stark reminder to me, again, of just how easily we can be flattened by something. And it just, again, it derails us. And, and you know, we may go months before we even attempt again. And for a lot of people, they never try again. That's it. Like they, they uh, in teaching, there was something called learned helplessness, which is you'll, you'll try something a couple of times. Uh, but after that, you give up. It's like, why, why try? I'm just going to fail again. And so I, I real, sort of brought me back to my teaching days of this older, older woman who had, you know, for seven days, gave it her all, and it didn't work. And I thought, you know, again, if I was, if I was coaching her, I would I would sit her down and teach her this concept of you know learning how to deal or how to build emotional immunity because emotional immunity is a virtue it's a virtue uh, that's no different than belief or confidence or perseverance the problem is nobody understands how we actually get those things and so you hear a lot of motivational people that was in quotations in case you couldn't tell by my voice but how would you tell from my voice you wouldn't be able to tell from my voice anyhow i put that in quotation marks because people like to very motivational people will say things like you have to believe and you've got to have confidence and you've got to persevere and it's like yeah you know what that doesn't mean anything that may sound great and we may walk away for the next few hours you know highly motivated but that expires pretty quickly because it's not actionable. There's nothing there. Like we don't, we don't have confidence. We don't have belief. We build confidence. We build belief. And we build it step by step. We build our foundation, right? And it's the same thing with emotional immunity. We build it, right? So we go into something and say, wow, this is going to be really hard. And I'm going to fail a lot of times, uh, which is not going to be easy. And it's, it's really going to pull me in a million different directions. But I have an opportunity to teach myself emotional immunity, that I can begin to look at these things that may initially flatten me, and I will unflatten myself. I'm thinking of, <laughs> tell you my age, but uh, Bugs Bunny, you know, the, uh, the coyote, he'd always literally get flattened by like whatever. He always got back up, and I know that was a cartoon, but that's really the way we need to think about this. And so... Uh, I mentioned I'm no different, right? I'm no different. I, there are certain things that have flattened me, and one of them is the scale. And I want to tell you a second story now about it's, it's ironic that I bought myself a scale to teach myself emotional immunity because if you followed me for any length of time, back in 2012, I wrote a book called Makeshift Happen, Change How You Look by Changing How You Think, which, by the way, is available on the website. You should go and purchase it. It's funny, you know, when I wrote that book, quick aside here, but when I wrote that book, um, 
I had no confidence in myself back then. I was new to the space. I'd never thought that I could be an author, and I became an author, and I was like, wow, this is so great. But I was deathly afraid to stand up and say, listen, this is a great book. It's a mindset book. It's going to change your life. It's going to have a huge impact on, on what you can create, the kind of successful body you can build. I didn't talk like that. I was always like, yeah, I think I wrote a book, and no, it's okay. I don't want to talk about it. Like I was just this meek little character. But one of the things I wrote in that book was a chapter titled Smash the Scale. And the whole essence of that chapter was that we shouldn't weigh ourselves because um, of the emotional roller coaster that it puts us through. And it ends up flattening us and prevents us from doing the things that we should be doing to build a successful body. But the reality is that was, well, the whole book's autobiographical. But that was very much uh, my opinion of the scale because I'd gotten on a scale a couple of times in the past and I was horrified by the number that I saw on there. And one of the reasons I was horrified, and this is a, uh, a scientifically proven concept, we're terrible estimators, right? We are far worse at things than we think we are, such as driving. We all think we're great drivers. We're not, and I'm not. I think I'm a great driver. I'm not. I keep practicing backing up into parking spots. I'm always on an angle, or I'm too close to the other car. I Very seldom do I get it on the first on the first go. You know, I'm like, my God, I'm terrible. Just imagine all the other mistakes that I'm making out on the road. But we're horrible estimators. And so for me, when I would get on that scale, I would underestimate the damage that I had created. And so that number, I'd get on there and I'd be like, yikes, this is awful. And then I wouldn't weigh myself anymore. And so that was why I wrote that chapter. Now, uh, sort of flash forward to 2019, and I thought, you know, I'm at a point now where I have a program that I know works for me. I now want to – and by the way, and that, that was the other reason that a scale is not great for people. It's not great. If you don't have a program that is helping you trend in the right direction and every day you get on it and the number's going up, well, that you can only do that for so long before you, you throw in the towel as well too. So you also have to be committed to a program that you know works. And so in the past, I was just doing stuff. Just random stuff that, you know, that even when I wrote my book, it was it really, it's just a book of stuff. There's no framework in place about how to actually go about, like, how that all fits into the bigger picture. Like, I, because I didn't know enough back then. You know, I was a bit naive with, you know, what I was thinking. Maybe, and maybe that's where my lack of confidence came from, was probably that voice in the back of my head that said, like, there's pieces missing to this. Like, this is just stuff. It's just random stuff that, you know, people are going to go, oh, well, that's interesting, but they're not going to know how to apply it. Uh, no different, no different with us. And so, uh, anyhow, let me get back. So I'm going to get back to the scale. So I realized I needed to teach myself emotional immunity. And I bought, I bought a scale and I started weighing myself. Now, I just wanted to sort of walk you through the mindset of how I thought about this beforehand. I thought, so I know what's going to happen here. I've got a program that works, but... Um, and every day I'm going to weigh myself and here's what I need to be prepared for. Number one, and I remember initially when I first bought it, before I got on the scale, I thought, okay, um, I would look in the mirror and I liked what I saw, but I thought, you know, what I see and what that number translates to on the scale are not necessarily going to correspond. In fact, they probably won't correspond. So I was like, okay, you need to take a realistic estimate of what you think you're going to see on the scale so that if it's, you know, 
you're not going to be shocked by it. So I was preparing myself for the fact that regardless of how well I think I am, you know, how great I am at an estimator, um, I needed to make sure that the number I chose would sort of, you know, was realistic, right? So fortunately, I was less than what I thought I might be. So that was great. So that started out well, but I prepared myself well. But the other thing that I had to remind myself of was it does, like, Weight is not like calculating interest, right? So, you know, when you're calculating interest, it's just constantly, like, it's const, it's ever, it's always going up. So, <laughs> that was hard to say, but it's always going up, right? And it goes up uniformly, you know, over time. So you can draw a straight line. Weight isn't like that. Weight fluctu- fluctuates like the stock market. And so it's not the day to day fluctuations that we should be responding to, it's the trends. And the only way that you can get trends is to have data. And the only way to get data is you gotta get on that scale every single day. For days, then weeks, then months, and then years. And then you get to use that data to help you build emotional immunity. And so that was that was and is what I'm doing is to build, you know, and oh sorry, the other the other thing I I forgot to mention was that so the other thing I thought about was so again, weight fluctuates like the stock market for reasons that have nothing to do with anything in, in most cases. If you are committed to a program that, um, that you know actually works, and so I know my program works because I, I have seen the transformation in my body, and the way that I eat is my eating doesn't change much from day to day, right? So it, it is possible that on consecutive days, I have the same breakfast each day, I have the same lunch, and I have the same dinner. Um, I, that's kind of how I rule is that I, I can eat foods that I like for months and months and months. And I, I, for me, variety is, a is an over, um, it's an oversimplification. I think that people use sometimes to, uh, to, to kind of get themselves off of the success path that they're on. But anyway, so my eating won't change, could be exactly the same from one day to the next. And, and yet my weight will change or it won't change or it'll go up like a quarter of a pound. And, um, you know, for reasons that have nothing to do with my body, like, or anything that I'm doing, it just, maybe it's because it's Tuesday. Like, I don't know. Or maybe it's a gravitational pull or, you know what, it's raining today. And like, it has nothing to do with me. And so I had to sort of condition myself to think about it that way. Um, And it has been a remarkable journey to this point. And as I said, I, I think there's a lot of lessons that I will be able to pull from this, where again, the whole goal is to detach from the outcome. But, be, but by becoming a data nerd, um, hashtag data nerd, there is a tremendous opportunity for you to be able to build emotional, uh, emotional, gee whiz, I forgot, the, uh, I forgot the, uh, the phrase that I'm using now. Emotional, somebody help me. I can't, I can't think of what it is. What is it? What happened? Emotional immunity. My goodness, what happened there? (laughs) Welcome to 53, people. That's what happens. Words just fall out of your head. Emotional immunity. So it's it's been a fascinating process. I'll tell you, it's also been... Now, by the way, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I got this emotional immunity thing solved. No, not at all. Uh, I'm only focusing on it in one aspect of my life. I think it's the biggest aspect of my life, but then I need to begin applying that to other areas of my life, right? How do I begin to build emotional immunity 
in other aspects of my life, like relationships. So actually, now that I've just mentioned that, let me give you an example of something I have been doing, uh, and I've been doing it for a while now, but uh, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of emotional immunity at the time. But one of my bugaboos, uh, yes, you know who you are. You told me you liked it. I'm using it again. But one of our bugaboos in our uh, human wiring, or in my human wiring, is that I react to tone. Right, So if somebody uses a tone that I think is disrespectful, that's in quotation marks. Uh, and it's in quotation marks because that's an interpretation on my end. Um, I, I tend to, my emotional barometer just skyrockets right up to the top. right, And I, and I kind of want to fight back or I'm going to come back as hard at them as they're coming at me. And I realize that does not serve me at all. Because at the end of the day, if I, if I you know, like if somebody can really can knock me off my game that easily, then I got a problem and I got to work on it. And so one of the things that I've been doing in that area to teach myself emotional immunity is that I have the power to choose my response. I don't have to respond to their words. I don't even have to respond to their issue. I don't have to take ownership of other people's issues. I can let them own them. And so when some, so I, what I've started to do is rehearse um, different scenarios with different people where somebody might make a sarcastic comment or somebody is going to make some sort of a remark that's based more on their view of life than my view of life. And I've sort of like in, in different situations, it's like, how am I going to respond? Right. And so like there are certain areas where, again, if somebody makes a sarcastic response, I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to take ownership of that. I don't have to attach any meaning to it. I just I just keep it's like, yeah, don't don't interpret it. Like just, you know, they this is what they thought. And I'd be like, oh, it's too bad that you thought that way. I this is actually what I meant or this is what I was going for. Um, but by responding with energy and enthusiasm and kindness, I find that more often than not now in life, I get more of what I want rather than that other approach that I used to take where it would be like, oh, you're going to be sarcastic? Then I'm going to make a sarcastic comment back. Or you're going, to, you're going to raise your voice at me? I'm going to raise it at you. Now, I'm not saying I've got that problem solved either. But that's another area of my life where I'm looking to build emotional immunity. So that, um, I, But the strategy is I don't have to take ownership of other people's issues. I can let them own it. And then I work through various sort of mental models of situations and how I'm going to use them. So... Emotional immunity. Let's, let's kind of bring this back to you. So what does this mean for you? Well, uh, the first thing that I would say is I believe that one of the keys to emotional immunity, whenever possible, are numbers. To become a data nerd and to begin to look at numbers unemotionally, to see trends, look for patterns, begin to sort of identify root causes all those sorts of things. Like, you know, uh, going back to the weight thing, for an example, I mentioned, um, um, you know, there were days where my weight went up and nothing had changed. I did every, I did exactly what I did the day before. But I would, ref- I would go over my eating and I'd be like, you know, is there something, like am I being sloppy with something? Like I also weigh all my foods. Um, like am I being slo- sloppy in some areas where I could tighten things up a little bit? And so it, it, it's always got me looking for patterns and looking for behaviors Uh, A little bit harder to do with relationships, but I can look for patterns in my own behavior. I can also look for patterns in other people's behavior, right? I can start anticipating, like I know 
more often or not that this person's going to respond this way to something that is new or innovative or sort of out of their comfort zone and they tend to respond this way or they have a view on life so they tend to respond this way so i can actually begin to rehearse if i see their patterns and their behavior then i can begin to sort of train myself in terms of how I want to respond and how I want to behave. Um, And what's fascinating with that is it begins to lead to a lot of different proactive behaviors because rather than me reacting to people, then I start saying, well, you know, I have tremendous ability to influence other people's behavior with my behavior. Um, I heard Brené Brown, not I heard, she wrote something. uh, Toni Morrison passed away. And Brené Brown mentioned something that she got from Toni Morrison that I really liked was this, uh, I'm going to sort of paraphrase uh, exactly what she said, but essentially it was this idea that with her kids that uh, they would do something, but the first thing she would comment on is like, so let's say they cooked a great dinner. The first thing she might say is, well, you didn't, yeah, but you didn't clean up afterwards, right? It was a negative comment. And so she began sort of conditioning herself so that, um, you know, that, it, that that's not what her first comment, you know, her comment was going to be positive and supportive and, and something that helped build them as individuals. And I took that and I thought, what if I started, um, I'm still at my father's place and, I, and, and my dad is here and my niece is here from time to time as well too. I thought, what about if um, when I get up in the morning that I make a concerted effort to like go, hey, how are you doing? You know, like, good morning, like, you know, something energetic, like to, to have a real positive response when I see them. And again, it's just, it's that kind of stuff's contagious. We have the ability to influence other people's behaviors with our own behaviors. We're so, con- I, I'm getting off topic now, but, you know, we're so interested in trying to control other people. And it's like, you know what? I can't change other people. Uh, I can't get them to change their behaviors. But if I change mine, I know it'll have an influence on theirs and I'm going to get more of what I want. Anyhow, emotional immunity. I think I got off track a little bit there. But emotional immunity. How can you begin to teach yourself? Pick an area of your life where you have um, a very low threshold when it comes to emotional immunity. Could be, it could be in this space with the successful body. It could be exactly that with the scale. right? You have a scale, but you don't weigh yourself. Well, begin to, um, uh, begin to, to sort of expose yourself to that and and train yourself like here are the possible outcomes here's how i'm going to respond and when you don't respond the way you want it's an opportunity to extract wisdom right what happened here what can i take from this that will help me better deal with this the next time that it happens i'm telling you it will be a great investment in yourself it'll be a great investment that will have far-reaching effects in all your relationships that you have in life and you're just going to feel a lot better about who you are as a person and how you're showing up in the world So, my name is Dean Dwyer. You were listening to The Mindset Show. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.